All right, welcome into the BFR podcast presented by SportsMockery.com. Uh, you can check out all Chicago sports news over there. Um, again, Bears win. This is a uh, – we're not used to this. Uh, it's a weird win. We'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, my name is Dave. I cover the Bears for SportsMockery.com. You can check out all my articles, all my work over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. And I'm joined by my co-host, good friend, Ficky. Follow him on all socials, uh, TikTok, everything. It's Ficky, baby. Man, it's a weird one, but how are you feeling, Ficky? Man, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I, I tried not to be negative with a win okay. because we don't get them that often. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just be that like downer, right, at the party. That's no one wants to talk to. <laughs> but oh my god, four turnovers, and we scored twelve points. Like, it's zero touchdowns. Zero. T- you know what the biggest thing was that really upset me. There were two particular drives where we had not back to back, but back to back to back screens, two drives, two separate drives where you literally called the same play or the same type of play, right? Three times in a row and it didn't work. And we saw the last drive of the game, though, not the, not the one where uh, fields delivered the dot, which we'll get to, but the one prior where it looked like, Oh, you know, fields fumbled and it seemed like the game was over. He was in that third and long because on second down, we threw another wide receiver screen to Darnell Mooney, which wasn't his fault, Darnell Mooney, and he gets tackled for like a four-yard loss. I'm like, bro, you think this deep? If I know it's coming, if I know the fucking screen's coming, you think these professional athletes and the defensive coordinator doesn't know it's coming? Just mind-boggling. So – Brian Flores is one of the brighter minds, too, on the defensive side. And he's over there cooking up blitz after blitz after blitz. And very – overall, just a, a very good game plan by the Vikings. Um, yeah. However, the Bears knew this going in. They already played them once. Um, so the fact that they were not prepared, at least it didn't seem, uh, they were ready for screens. I mean, Luke Getzi, he kicked, he cooked up so many screens. I was trying to keep track. I think he, he was 14. at 15. Yeah, 14 oh, or 15. 14. I have no idea. So I don't know. 15. No, that Darnell Mooney one's 15. It was yeah. 14 most of the game. And then that, he threw that one yeah. on the second to last drive. It's it's wild. It's wild that it was at 15. Um, but again, we have a couple of people, you know, um, in the chat talking about, you know, Justin Fields and how, you know, they want to keep him and everything like that. So I want to start with with Justin. Overall, his game. Um, okay. I could pull up his stats, but I just want to know kind of how are you feeling with him? Did he check the boxes? The th- the question we've been talking about is yeah, yeah. he had seven games left once he returns from injury. His the Lions game, both agreed he checked that box pretty, you know, I, we were all pretty we were pretty confident on the same board. Yeah, uh, even DWC had the same thing. This game, everything you take into account, game winning drive, the fumbles, everything. Where how do you feel, man? Did he check the box? For this he won one. the game. He won the game at the end of the day, right? The biggest thing, yeah. too, it wasn't like he his, – his turnovers were fumbles him trying to run down the field, okay? They weren't sack fumbles. They were trying to get yards, and he fumbled the ball. Like, he was – it was a net positive play, and he fumbled. Should he be fumbling? No, all right? But I get why he fumbled. One of them, he's trying to get the first down because it's, what, fourth down? So he's really trying to truck his way through. Not the best protection gets tackled right on his hands. So the fumbles do suck. I'm not taking those away. I'm not saying, oh, wow, we're not going to count those. We count those. But when it mattered the most, this fan base has complained about Fields not being able to deliver in the fourth quarter, right? We've talked about it. We need to see him march down and win the game. He did it. So for me, okay. was it was it a perfect check you know what i mean like do i look at it and go wow that's like you know how he played against the lions that's we feel super confident no but do i look at it and go wow was that a bad game no i don't think it was a bad game it's just like it was an eh game you know what i mean so i'm how i said in the beginning was you can't have any bad games you need like five of them out of the seven where you're like wow that's our guy right and obviously not gonna be perfect and all those but like you see a lot of the growth and what you want from fields, right? This is one of them where it's like, eh. So you get two of those. Okay. And if you win and you have the, eh, it's more of like a checkbox because at the end of the day, we're trying to win games, right? So you played well enough or you didn't play bad enough for us to lose, right? And I know that doesn't always fall on the quarterback, but how we're looking at fields, I go fumbles. Yes. Sucked, but you weren't throwing bad passes, 
turnovers, stupid plays, right? The fumbles is just like, you know, you're trying to get extra yards and you get smashed by a linebacker. And uh, I think it was a uh, hunter that got you from behind. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> where I'm at now. When I watch these games is like, once I saw fields, like he started 12 for 12, hundred and something yards, like a great start. You know what I mean? And we still weren't scoring. So then I go, okay, how, how is our quarterback doing as well as he can? And we're still not putting points on the board. He went 14 for 16, right. For like 130 or something like that. Right. And I'm like, okay, he had like one bad pass to that point. I think at like 14 and 17, the one where Darn on third down to Darnell Mooney and he got cracked. Right. That was like his first, like, you know, where you're like, Ooh, that you should have delivered that. But to that point, like the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second, he looked good and we didn't have enough points. So I then go, okay, if our quarterback seems to be doing what he's supposed to be doing within the confines of the plays, what else is there to blame? And it goes to this coaching staff, right? And so we look, you could bring up the pass chart. And, well, you don't even need to bring up the pass chart. Anyone could watch this fucking game and saw that Fields <laughs> was not passing the ball down down the field. And I don't know if Getsy knows this, uh, but here's a little insider tip. Uh, Fields' best uh, quality or his best skill is – the deep ball. No, I get like you do want to do quick passes against someone, you know, the heavy blitz team in Brian Flores. But shouldn't there be like maybe, a, you know, different types of like quick passes, right? And I'm not an offensive coordinator, but I can tell you even when I play Madden, I don't go in and do the same play over and over. Why? Because someone's going to be like, yo, guess what's coming? <laughs> like, it's a screen. So it's interesting that when we did things that weren't screens, like it seemed to work. And then when we did screens, it didn't. Out of the 15 screens, there were two that went for positive yards, right? Or like yeah. not positive, but like decent yards, right? So I, I don't know. I, I'm just like, it's hard to watch this game in grade fields because I'm just like so vividly upset with how Luke Getze calls this game. It's so bad. It's so hard to watch. Now on the other side though, right? Well, there's two parts to this. Flus as a defensive coordinator, has looked great. I know it was Josh Dodds, but ever we've talked about this even before this game. Ever since he took over, the defense has looked better and better. Are they a top five defense, top 10, top 15? No, but they're getting the turnovers. They're playing a little bit smarter, right? We still have a lot of penalties, which we'll get to my next point. But as a defensive coordinator, I can't blame the defense. You know, they, they did their thing and they got that stop at the very end, the, you know, where they ended up having to punt and knocked them out of field goal range. So that's great. But as a head coach, there was so much sus like decisions that Flus did. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Going for it on fourth and long, right? I wouldn't do that, but you did it and you got it. So I'm not mad about that. But then literally the next fourth and three, you kick a field goal and you're closer. So I'm like, what, what's the difference? I know that was, um, Kyle it's not a lot of like, consistency. Yeah. Correct. I know that was Cairo's like longest, like, so I understand, like you probably didn't want to put your kicker in that position, but that was interesting. Um, using the challenge. I wouldn't have done that either. I wouldn't have, because you need in that type of game, you need all your timeouts. It's, it wasn't worth it in my opinion. And then also accepting that five yard penalty on the punt. I know this may be nitpicking, but like accepting that five yard penalty on the punt when the clock was already stopped, like they obviously want to delay a game on purpose to give their punter more yardage so that they can pin it. So I just, I don't know. There's a lot of fluky stuff where I'm just like, as a head coach, I do not feel confident in Flus, but as a defensive coordinator, I love what he's done. Luke Getze, there's absolutely nothing I love that he's done. He needs to get the fuck out of here because his play calling has been ridiculous. Look at that. That's left to right, bro. There's nothing vertical. You take away that 136-yard pass at the end of the game, there's nothing more than 10 yards. Was that 12 yards is the, your deepest pass? Yeah, so this is the issue, and I think what the the biggest topic for me of discussion has to be with Justin Fields and his pressure this week. And I think Jacob Aponte kind of highlighted it very well um, during the game. I think it was the middle of like the second quarter, and it was about Justin Fields. What he said this week was one of his strengths was the deep ball, and he taught it was in reference to the Tyler Scott, you know, um, where they couldn't connect on that third and nine against the mm -hmm. Lions. Yes, you know, we talked to talk about it to death. But at the end of the day, he was like, hey, that is what I feel most confident in. I feel like it's my best attribute, maybe outside of his legs. Those were his words, right? And you, this is what you cook up. And I understand the Vikings are very blitz heavy, but you, first of all, they start off the game great. I actually enjoyed the quick passing. Um, the, the screens early on, I think, worked and kept the Vikings kind of on their toes, but they did it 
I thought they would maybe change it up, take a couple deep shots, you know, maybe fake a screen, go deep to Mooney, um, hell, even Tyler Scott, DJ Moore, of course. And the fact that they never went away from it, you see it here. The one you take away that one deep shot, and maybe the I think there was a one. This one to the left here was what was that Mooney? A miss? Uh, yes, I think so. That was that deep crosser to the left. Yeah, that was Mooney. Yeah, got correct. Yeah. So either way, it's like looking. I can't even tell you how many. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen throws behind the line of scrimmage. And for our Apple Spotify listeners, what we have here is the next-gen passing chart uh, for Justin Fields. And there are 17 green dots, or I'm sorry, 17 green and white dots, um, white being incompleted, incomplete, which is two. I think those were batted down. Um, yeah. And that just goes to show you how aggressive and th- that, you know, Brian Flores and the, the uh, Vikings defense, their players, they were just jumping these things, man. We're lucky – None of them were taken to the house. Like I think there's two that or were tipped or tipped up in the air for like a pick. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen. I felt bad. One for of Josh them. One of them. Fields had the. One of I know right. One of them. Fields Good had Lord. the pump fake. The guy jumped up in the air and then he delivered I like that. it off. So, yeah, but it's like, bro, why? Why are we having yeah, to? Your do quarterback all? should not be. Your quarterback should not be in that scenario where he's having to jump or pump fake within like a half a second of snapping the ball. Like it was very quick, but I like that feels that shows his, his playmaking building, a playmaking ability there. Um, but yeah, this is his passing chart. It's, it's brutal. No touchdowns, uh, no interceptions. So take with that. Bro, you, bro, you passed it 37 times and no touchdowns at halftime. His average depth per throw was 0.3 yards. Average depth of throw. This is the most screens um, that he's ever thrown in a game, ever in his life. Ever. So my thing is like this, right? If you're trying to evaluate your quarterback, if you're trying to figure out if Justin Fields is the guy of the future, and you're trying to figure out, is this, do we need to move on from Fields and draft Caleb uh, Williams and Drake May, or do we need to stick with Fields? Don't you think you'd want to you know, test out his skill sets downfield, right? Because even if you draft uh Caleb and Drake May, what, are you going to use their best of their abilities for screens the whole time? I know the coaching staff won't be here, but my point is, mm-hmm. if you're trying to evaluate a quarterback, wouldn't you want to see, you know, intermediate throws, you know, deep throws, short throws? And I know you're just going to the game plan, right? It's not like, oh, we got to throw a deep pass in here. But there's no way you went into this thinking, let's use Fields' best ability and then just decide to call up what? not There was 15 screens completed, but it was like 18 screens called 18 screens called there was 37 passes dave if you do the math that's 50 percent 50 percent of your play calls were a screen i have never seen anything like it in my life i don't know if i'll ever see that again bro that makes no sense and that i mean like I like I'm just I'm just like dumbfounded because I'm like how 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 is an NFL offensive coordinator someone who gets paid millions comes up with this is the game plan in any sport if you do something over and over and over again even if you're successful at it the other team is going to expect that that thing is coming right whether they stop it or not that's different right but like yeah. curry like, you know, if we would make an analogy to basketball, like, you know, Curry's going to shoot the three. Why do you know that? Because he does it over and over and over again. The difference is, is that he's good at it. We did the screens over and over and over again. And it's like Curry missing every shot. And then you're like, this isn't working. Maybe we should try something different. But we decided not to. Like, I just I just got so pissed off by that. We literally on the last drive, when you're trying to move the field down, I mean, move the ball down the field to win the game on your first attempt, you throw another screen in there, and what is what happens? Minus three yards. Like I just yeah. can't can't believe so, it. Like this coaching staff so bad. It is, and I I, I don't want to talk too much more on on, on the coaching staff because I mean we do it every damn pod. It feels like you know. And yes, the Bears <laughs> won this game, but it was despite the coaching staff. It's similar to like you know, did you win because of your quarterback? You know, or did you you know that that type of you know lingo when it comes to the, the question of the quarterback it's just more so with this coaching staff are you winning because of the coaching staff or you know are you just kind of winning be you know despite and for me it's an easy answer there now my, Matt Eberflus give him you know hats off to him I thought he he played a very good game on the defensive side like I think mm-hmm. he's incredible they have eight interceptions 
or seven, yeah. seven or eight interceptions in the last two games. And that, I mean, that oh, just no. goes to show you that, you know, they're kind of pressing a little bit more. And um, I know they still play that soft cover too, but uh, it's just working. And the defensive line I thought was very impressive. And we'll get to oh. that. Oh yeah. Get to that later. But I want to go over Justin Fields stat line. Cause I didn't bring it up. He was 27 to 37. You mentioned it throwing it 37 times. Uh, he had 217 total yards passing. He had 12 carries for 59 yards. He had two fumbles, of course, two big ones in the fourth quarter. And then he had, he had uh, three sacks for um, with an 87.3 passer rating. So overall, just like a very bland game. But at the end of the day, the you know he did get the game-winning drive. And you can't even – it's hard to grade this. You almost have to do it on a curve because of Luke Getze and his – the, the play calling it was almost irresponsible, in my opinion, on how he went out there and, and really kind of just let, let his quarterback out to, you know, dry there. Like, Fields, those fumbles, I think there was a comment earlier, I feel like those were him trying to do too much, you know, and that's obviously to. going to be – it's exactly, he had to. That one, I think the first one, the first fumble, that's tough. You know, you got to be, you got to be aware there. Um, the yeah. second one, I liked what he did. He took off. I mean, the, the, the Vikings were playing the screen once again, and I, I, I know um, – they're not playing the screen. They're just playing up close. Like, they were expecting a screen, even though there was one before. You just never know with, you know, the Bears, obviously. And so everything was covered, but he made the right decision. He took off Yusuf's acceleration, which is still world class, and he just got hit hard. It was a weird angle, too. I think the helmet may have hit the ball. Yeah, um, you got no. Yeah, it, that, that one is like it's just bad timing and it's just tough. PTSD. But that one I'm not too worried about. Now the yeah. one where he ran and uh, you know a guy got tackled that's him from behind. Thirty five. That's thirty five career fumbles for Fields, and that's seven on the season for this yeah, year. That's his. He's yeah, been much better with. It's like Jake Culler and interceptions. You know, that's how I I, I kind of see it. Yeah, but I'd rather have the – I know fumbles suck just as much, but, like, fumbles are less, like, decision-making, right, in my essence. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Like, it's more – It's where like, the playmaking from him comes to bite him in the ass because correct. Like he holds but it's that not, ball. But we're not seeing interceptions, which is nice, right? We didn't see any touchdowns yeah. tonight. But, like, he's not throwing – there were no passes tonight. Of course, none of them were <laughs> downfield from, like, oh, that's going to get picked. But there wasn't a yep. there wasn't a pass tonight where I was like, oh wow, that we're lucky that didn't get picked off. Like it's, I, I see it that wasn't like comment right there. Yeah, which one? If you bring it back up. It was like uh, hire a new coach, but keep keep Flus as a DC. I just don't. Think, I, I love that. That's never, that's I, if never that happened. could happen, if that was possible, oh my god. Yeah, that's. I'll be on board. I honestly would be on board with that because I think he's a great defensive coordinator. It's just like, yeah, the likelihood of him. That's not, I don't think it's ever happened in no that's never happened. Taking the demotion, no, yeah, I don't no. even know if it. Yeah, it'd just be weird too. I almost you have to start over, but I think that would be if that was possible in any way. I think it would be that would be awesome because then you could have you know the head coaching experience, which is not great. I mean, I know the record, but still, there he has that experience where he can help out maybe like a Ben Johnson who has zero head coaching experience in the NFL, or I mean, you pair him with Harbaugh, which I don't think that that would probably that's a terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that I don't, I don't yeah. think Carball wouldn't even be on board with that. But either way, I think Flus, that just goes to highlight how good of a DC he is in this league. So he has a place here. Um, will he get another chance at, you know, head coaching gig? I don't know. And, and hell, I don't know. Maybe he might – I don't know if he's – he's not sticking around, right? This There's defense no – But what There's if no you fire – But what if they use him as a – What if they use, you know, Luke Getze as a scapegoat? As a scapegoat? You I mean, keep, no. You bring in – Guess he's got to go, but oh yeah, I mean his okay. fall from grace. Luke Getze is, I think it's incredible because yeah, last so, year uh, we were worried about him getting a head coaching job. Right, that's not happening. Uh so so <laughs> it's there is a possibility where Flu okay. stays and Getze's gone, but there's no possibility where Getze stays. Like Flu somehow, like if we go on a streak. I still don't think Getsy stays. I I don't know. I could be who knows is the NFL, but I just feel like in my gut there's no way, right? Like get someone in here who knows how to move and move the ball downfield. Like honestly though, you know it's crazy. Fields may have saved himself, right? You know, like you know, some more time, but he 100% saved both these coaches. I honestly feel like if they'd have lost this game because it was in such bad fashion, right? I think 
they would not. I honestly, based off how many fires have been going, firings have been going off in the NFL. Like I've never seen this many. And then Adam Schefter hmm. talked about how there's going to be like, he expects like seven to 10 more head coach firings, which is crazy on the Pat McAfee show. I think they're gone. They're, I think I Kevin Wolf yeah. steps in and goes, yeah, nah, you're gone. Yeah, uh, okay. I actually want to read this uh, real quick. Cause uh, Dagun with the bears news says Justin Fields can't read mm-hmm. the blitz. He's actually been pretty decent against the blitz this year. So I don't think that would make sense. Plus he literally faced tons of blitzes today and won the game. Now I'm not saying he was perfect, but can't read the blitz. I don't know about that. I wouldn't go with that. Oh, and also oh, big wanna... news. Uh, DJ Moore did cross a thousand yards. So that, that uh, trade worth every penny worth every penny. And then based off uh, Frank Wright getting fired as well. And the Panthers just being a shit show that trade seems like godsend at this point, like, King right. Poles cooking, so just thought I'd mention that. So I want to bring up this. So you've said DJ Moore. That was our kind of moving on to the next topic of discussion, which I thought he played relatively well once again. It's so weird because he has – it's just a – the offense is just – he's a deep ball receiver. Like he can go down – you saw him in Carolina, right? His, you know, when he was playing there, you saw so many deep throws to him where he connected where it's like, oh, my gosh, like we're getting this type of player and now we're yeah. – and we only knew we all know he can you know get yards after the catch. That's one of his strengths. But it's like, man, I feel like they, did they even attempt a deep shot outside of maybe I don't know if you consider that one at the no. end of the game a deep shot. It was just across the middle. They they ran it since. I mean, no, that camp. was that was the longest uh, play. Of yeah, the but game. it's not. So a, it wasn't, it wasn't like shot. a deep. It wasn't like a fifty yard. Pass, yeah, no, it wasn't. Know? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't a one play touchdown type yeah. of play. Right. It was. It was a great. But great play, but it DJ was not Moore, a deep shot. They had no deep 11 shots. receptions, 11 receptions, 114 yards, 10.4 um, per catch. And yeah, that put him over a thousand yards in the season. So Tyree Kills at 1,324, Keenan Allen, 1,117, CD Lamb, 1,060, AJ Brown, 1,050, DJ Moore, who's in that fifth spot in the NFL right now, is at 1,003. That's incredible. Despite yeah. everything, despite Justin Fields not being there for four games, five games, however long it was, I mean, that's a, that is awesome, a great achievement. It goes to show you that the Bears, honestly, looking at that trade with Carolina and how they're kind of trending, you know, one win. I know they fired their coaching staff, so, I mean, they might get a boost there. But Yeah, they might get one or two. Man, but... top five wide receiver right now in, in regards to yards. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. No, I mean, DJ Moore has been everything. Actually, this is another game, not just DJ Moore, but if we look at Ryan Poles and the guys he's brought in, Terrell Smith mm-hmm. played a hell of a game. What another a game. Javon Dexter, great game what as a well. Game. Another, another great yeah. pick. Now, I don't know about like Darnell Wright and things like that because offensive line, it's hard to tell you know, during mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, um, penalty, but, T- but other than that, I didn't hear much. TJ T- Edwards, again, I think the MVP of the defense, another fluce guy. Tremaine Edmonds looked good this game. He looked Another this is pro- I, mean, I want to say I, he didn't get an interception today, Tremaine Edmonds, but I thought this was one of his better games as far yeah, as just maybe run and, and TFLs. Yeah, so like you look at like <clears throat> some of these rookies, uh, Kyler Gordon had an interception. Brisker had an interception, right? And I know it's not mm-hmm. against like the best offense. You know, they're missing JJ. They're missing obviously Kirk Cousins. But you look around at some of the players that Poles has either brought in in free agency or that he's drafted in the past two years, and they're starting to show up. You know, we've seen it consistently for a lot of these guys, like the past what couple four or five weeks. So, like I'm, I you know I said this last time on the on the pregame, but I'm feeling more and more confident in like what Poles can do. So no matter what is happening, and no matter what our pick is next year, like I feel like at least a little bit more sound in the decisions that have been coming from the front office on what we're going to do with that. So if it's sticking with Fields, I'm gonna feel confident that's the right decision. If it's not, I'm also mm-hmm. gonna feel confident that that was the right decision based off the evaluations. Because so far, like, of course, Poles has misses, and we've talked about that. All GMs have misses. There's no perfect GM, but overall, he's you see more positives with his you know decisions that he's brought in with the people he's drafted and the players he's brought in than misses. And so, like, you know, that's actually something I'm most excited about. And I, I don't know, I don't know, what you feel like. But I feel like polls. You saw how upset he was in the booth, and it looked like he said at one point, like they're running the same thing over and over again. Right? Yeah. It makes me think 
I think and this is I have no insider information, but I feel that polls is on team fields and might be out on coaching staff. Okay. That's my process. so but I, I I had seen that. I know what you're referring to where he kind of did gave that little yeah, yeah. finger twirl. And I, I don't know right if he was talking the screen. No, sorry. <laughs> Well, no, it was yeah. right after it was right after they showed after we ran two screens, I think. So that's, I mean, there, there's assumptions being made. You have no, I, I didn't. Yeah, for me, I, I don't know if he was like maybe hurried up. Let's get you know get it going. It, it is you you know up for interpretation, but at the end of the day, it's not great, you know. And no, he was definitely upset. For me, there's no question about that. For me, I was this this was about middle of the game. No, this this is late in the third quarter. Nine forty one p.m. is when I tweeted this, and I said, "I'm curious. Do you want the Bears to win this game?" And there's still votes going on, but um, I don't know why I put 22 hours left on there. But 2,473 votes right now. Um, so I put yes or no. Yes is at 48.4% that they wanted them to win the game. And then 51.6% did not want them to win the game. This kind of goes into that. I just wanted to kind of throw a poll out there, see if see how the fan base kind of felt in regards to draft capital. I know we talk about it. Draft, you know, Important. I know the I know the Panthers are, you know, doing us a favor, but the Bears could still end up with a top five pick. So it's like, how did you want? I wanted to kind of see how everyone was feeling in the middle of this game. And so the fact that fifty one point six percent, the fan base is split, man. And I know this is only twenty five hundred votes so far, but that's it's pretty damn. Well, yeah, because it was an, it was another game where it wasn't an automatic yes to answering is fields the guy it wasn't a no mm -hmm. so then now you go okay if i can't tell if my quarterback like we talk about it every time if i can't mm -hmm. tell my quarterback is going to be the franchise quarterback of the future the next thing you look at is draft capital you go okay do who, do we have high enough draft capital to get someone to replace him right so mm -hmm. since this wasn't one of those games Right. Even with the loss last week, if you were to like repull the Lions, right, people would probably be like, oh, we're happy that, you know, Fields played well. Right. Because it checks that box and then you don't care about the draft capital. If we would, you know, because Fields didn't show that like, oh, I had an amazing game or like a really good game, people then go, OK, well, then this almost almost as if the game doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Just like, OK, then let's oh. focus on draft capital. But that's that's not how, you know, obviously sports work. These players for, me, are the, for their money and shit like that. So, so when I asked you the question about, you know, did he check the box for today? What was your answer again? Remind me. My answer was it was not a clear cut check like last week, but he didn't play bad to where I would have it unchecked. Is it like a faded check? Like, I was like, you know, like you do a check, you can have, you can, it's like a cross through almost. It's not the full check where you're like, oh, that's great. It's almost okay. like, you know, it's, it's, it's basically, it's, so if we're going yes, if we're going yes and no, and then incomplete, I put incomplete. Right. Okay. So for I'm my going... grading system, I, we need five yeses, two incompletes at least, right? Okay. No no's. It's, it's so hard. And I don't want to be too difficult on him. But when you talk about the game plan itself, yeah, it was rocky. It was it was brutal. Like I said, borderline irresponsible on Luke Getzey, and I think they should have maybe left him in Minnesota. That's how bad it was. However, throwing in those two fumbles, that's what makes me say that. And I'm going to say it, he did not check a box for me today. This was a – this one kind of set me back again where I'm like, you want consistency. I want him to build on these games, and I know the offensive game plan was brutal. And I know Minnesota is a tough defense. I know they're weird. They blitz. Brian Flores, who may be a head coaching candidate next season, he's – I think he's – he owes a master class today. I, th I thought he did really well just kind of, you know, sprinkling in just, you know, um, a lot of exotic looks on the defensive front. And honestly, it's just for me, I wish I would have seen more. And so I can't – I have to be – I want to be as fair as possible, but I also don't want to be – like um, not homework because I think we're all fans at the end of the day, but I just don't. I just don't think he did it, man. Like you look back at last week, where I'm like, yeah, he checked that box absolutely. For me, I have too many doubts. He throwing the fumbles was a huge constant red flag for me. Um, but the biggest thing that almost made me tilted to like, okay, yeah, I can. I, I agree, incomplete almost, or like a soft check, like you said, Vicky, is because he did deliver. I know he had that fumble, but the fact that he came back. Two blue. fumbles, two fumbles, and it was, I mean, a lot, a lot of adversity there where it's like, okay, we've been in this scenario. 
we're going to do it again. Just last week, the Bears were, you know, in this exact same spot where they blew the game. And this one obviously was still very, very close. They just needed a field goal to win it. Um, and the fact that he came in delivered, I'm happy for him. But I have to – for me, this is one out of – so he has – yeah, he's one for two right now. And I, See, I, I for told me, you. Yeah, well, here's games. my thing. Yeah, here's my thing, though, right? Imagine – turn those screens all into run plays, like, like handing the ball off to the running back. You would then yeah. go, okay, you didn't have enough opportunities for me to be like, you check the box. If you ran, if if we decided we gave the ball to the running back 80% of the time and won the game and Fields only had 10 passes to show something, what, how, what are you going to grade, right? You can't say, yeah. oh, we won because of you, Fields, but you're not going to be like, oh, we lost because of you. you didn't do anything. So the fumbles, yes, the fumbles are the only thing where I'm like, that is the negative plays that you did on this game. But when 18, I know it's getting annoying, but when you have 18 attempts, half of your passes are on the line of scrimmage because that is the play that's designed. It is a screen. You are that there's no second option on those. You throw it straight there. How can I possibly feel good in grading you either way? That's why I'm almost like in the middle because I'm like, this game doesn't, there's there's not enough data for me to look at it and go, wow. Like if you want to look at like good big plays, he had some. He had some good big third down plays where he read the blitz and delivered on some mm. passes, right? He obviously had that dime at the end, but then he had his bad two fumbles, right? So if you probably took all his good big plays, which he wasn't expected to like plays where we were not expected to get the first down and we got it, right? And you mark those against the two fumbles. I bet he had more plays over expectation than he had negative plays, right? Oh, yeah. And then all the mm. rest of them were screens. <laughs> so you take all that and you go, I agree. I agree. What am I? It's, and, and again, I'm, your point yeah. makes sense. I'm not arguing your stance. The point yeah. is, is like, that's how this game was to where I could see either side or someone just being like, I'm not even fucking touching this game because yeah. it was such a poorly uh, game planned uh, offense that you just, it's, yeah. you didn't give, you I was, didn't I not was going allow through. fields to be in position to, to show that, to either pass or fail. You did not put fields in position to get enough opportunities to pass or fail. That's how I feel. Yeah. No, and I think both sides, I think both of our point of views um, are very valid. Um, for me, it's just, it comes down to, you know, just going through my notes. Cause I think uh, if you take, if I take out, if you take a both of those fumbles, for me, absolutely. I think he checks the box just because what he was working with as far as the game plan, as far as the overcoming the inability of the coaching staff to get a game plan going. I mean, you look at body language on some of those screens where it was just like, I think Mooney was like, I think at one point kind of shrugged a little bit, like what, what else are you supposed to do here? You know? So for me, I wish fields had the ability to maybe audible out of some of these too. I don't know what that looks like in year three. I don't know if he's given the green light, if there is anything, but at the end of the day, those two fumbles are what kind of set me back. So, but I think both. No, I fair. think you could be in both camps, man. I really do. I that's think what I'm you could saying. Be in both camps here. Um, yeah, there's, it's not it an argument. Sucks there's too, no right or wrong because you're like, I want a val. I want like a definitive answer. We talked about that, a definitive answer. We can't go into the off season and be like, oh shit, here we are again. That same as last year. It was like, do we give him another year? Do we build around him? And right. I know we have plenty of time to talk about that. That's the but, problem um, with this game is that you did yeah. not give you did not put your quarterback in position to either show that he is or show that he isn't. I'm sorry. No, yeah. actually, you know what? No quarterback in the NFL should throw 18 screens in the game. That should be illegal. That should be illegal. There is no no game ever. Like, I think this has to be historic, right? I don't think I've ever seen, and I know I'm going on a rant about this. It's just so mind-boggling to see something done over and over and over and over and over and over. We're literally not just Bears fans. National media, big names are like, wow, that's weird to see three screens in a Mm -hmm. row. Yeah, we've talked about this. We've talked about this for weeks. We talked, yeah, we have. And one of the big talking points, one of the things that we we spoke on was, I think it was maybe, I thought it was both of us, but for for Fields, it's not just enough where he kind of has incomplete games or incomplete boxes because there's so much writing on this offseason where you have a top pick where you can reset the quarterback clock so for me i said it fields has to be damn near perfect down the stretch and he's gonna have to overcome i said he's gonna have to overcome and elevate this team 
due to either the roster, maybe the offensive line getting injured or not playing too well, penalties. Uh, the coaching staff is, a, you know, obviously a big one. And he has to be that. Um, he has to kind of, like I said, six out of seven games, five out of seven games where he has to truly perform. Otherwise, you can't – I don't think you could pass on that, you know, as far as resetting the quarterback and, and going with either Caleb Williams, which I'm not a fan of, and we'll get to him and we'll break that all down um, later on in the season. But it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's disappointing because Monday night we, we talked about how Fields typically plays really well on prime time, and this is one of those – Rare. Funny stat. Funny stat. Bears are three and one in primetime this year. <laughs> That's four, so three weird. Out of, three out of four of their wins are all primetime. You look at last year too with the Pats game. That was on prime. That was on Monday night. No, they had Thursday a they had, Washington was the they almost won that one. That was primetime as well. Mm-hmm. There's been a, a couple where that's what I said. Yeah. Fields only plays well in primetime. And again, he didn't play bad. He just didn't play. Great. I mean, look at Josh Dobbs, which, I mean, you can't. Josh Dobbs is 28 years old. His story is pretty damn cool. One of the best in the NFL yeah. so far. This, I mean, he had a couple tips that didn't go his way, obviously, but either way, no. it was just a it was a tough fucking game for him. But he played through it, too. Like, you know, hats off to him as far as adversity, bringing his team down. That drive with, you know, kept off to TJ Hawkinson with that touchdown. Thought it was pretty good. Um, but I want to switch here because we're talking a lot about the offense. The defense, man. Montez Sweat, how good is that trade looking right now? He had one and a half oh, sacks. Absolutely. I thought he had two, but I guess they gave him a half sack with him and yeah. Brisker on that one where he yeah. slapped, kind of hit him on the ass and was like, hey, you know, why are you taking my sack, man? Uh, that, that was a yeah, crazy yeah. rep by, by Sweat, too. And I'm curious to see kind of what his snap count was this game because huge talking point last week was he had such a low percentage of snaps. And so Ryan Poles before the game was on ESPN 1000. And he was like, hey, you know, I guess he talked with Fluce about, you know, hey, let's get our best players on the field. And that was kind of alluding to Montez Sweat not being there a lot last week, or at least not showing up and being on the field on big moments against the Lions. So one and a half sacks. Um, I thought he played a tremendous game. Terrell Smith had eight total tackles. Um, Tremaine Edmonds had seven. TJ Edwards had six. Um Edmonds and Edwards both had a tackle for a loss. Montez Sweat had one tackle for a loss, one and a half sacks. Like I said, three total sacks. Uh, Jalen Johnson, what a game by him. Still would have loved to see him convert that second interception he almost had yeah. where it could have been like, – looked like a pick six. But overall, man, how do you feel about this defense? Uh, I mean, it's you got a lot of good people on Turn around. JJ has looked good all year. I know he has some drop picks, but overall, that Dude. is still a great corner. He we he deserves the money. Let's pay him. Montez good Sweat, or great. great trade. Good or, good or uh, great corner. Man, he probably lost $10 million because he dropped those two <laughs> pick sixes. <laughs> but but there's still I think there's he's some a time great left. Corner. He keeps, I, I mean, I agree. I'm just saying he lost some money. Yeah. That, if he, if he gets those picks, sixes. Yeah. No, you're right, man. That, I mean, I've always thought the $10 million on that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's I've like for me, I was in the camp where he, yeah, but I just thought he was good. I'm starting to think the way he was playing some of these balls, where it was like his first interception, where he kind of faked inside, kind of gave Dobbs that looked like yeah, he was kind of going two. underneath. Yep, back. and then popped back out to get first of all the, the speed. That I didn't think Jalen, I know he's fast, but I didn't think he was that quick. I just thought it was impressive ball instincts. And that second one, where it was like, he was all over Hawkins and he read that from the jump. And I'm like, it yep. hits him in his hands. And I guess this is why he doesn't play wide receiver. I get it. But it's <laughs> it's like, man, he could have two pick sixes yeah. in the in back-to-back games. And that would have been three on the year. No, I'm telling you, he we're was, talking he lost we're talking million. 20. Yeah, he's we're talking about the highest paid yeah. corner. If he if, if <laughs> those if he <laughs> if he takes those two to the house, you know, the Detroit game and then today against the Vikings. Yeah, but over like, but he caused another one too, though. He had three pass pass breakups today, and one of them led to the uh, TJ Edwards interception. That was him. Okay, he, he, that was him. Across, on, he, yep, he hit the ball, and that thing popped up in the air, and TJ Edwards got it. And JJ had some great tackles against the run, and some you know some secure tackles overall. Yeah. So like JJ is he's like he deserves to get paid. I would be very disappointed if he's not on this team moving forward. But yeah, so you got JJ. Yeah. The linebacker, well, TJ Edwards, I still think is the MVP of this team. He's been balling. I, uh, Tremaine Edmonds has looked good uh, of late, right? Because he had a slower start, I feel like. Uh, Monta Sweat, obviously, I think that's a great signing. 
Brisker has been on and off, but you know, I'd still think a solid safety. Uh, Kyler Gordon's looked good. I think so. He had like some penalties today. One of them was kind of like dumb, but like he's been a highly graded. Uh, I have such corner. a good tweet. I had such a good tweet for that one too. Are you talking about Kyler Gordon where yeah. he got where they the on the side near the sideline and yeah. Was it was, no, was no, it no, 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 the one, the one on number four, the one on number four that caught over him, and he was right there. So okay, it's just okay. a beautiful ball. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, overall though, and even like Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson for being rookies have played like I think above yeah. average for rookie play. So you Terrell and, Smith has a big corner too. I thought he was fantastic, man. He was I today. He was, so what a what a Ryan Pole. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. With Ryan Poles, man, I, I know he has you can knock him for Chase Claypool, you can knock him for a couple, you know, a couple moves. You know, um, for me, I think overall it's just he is just proving that this draft class, I think, is it is just stacking game well, he, after game. But here's another thing with polls is uh, old GMs is like you make a mistake, you like kind of just like don't accept it and then you like stick with mm-hmm. it. Like he saw the mistake with Chase and said, All right, you're out. Like, I'm okay. Whatever, take your L and move on, right? It's not like, oh, we're going to keep him here, try to figure it out, extension, things like that. So, like, I'm okay with that. Like, again, if you expect these GMs to be batting a 1,000, that's on you. That's your, that's your problem. That's <laughs> not an expectation. So, I like to see when it is your loss, you get rid of it and get ready for, you know, trying to find something else. But, yeah, the depth he's built around this defense and some of the rookies now, like, I mean, Javon Dexter, it's been like three weeks in a row now where he's, like, making plays. That's great to yeah. see already in your first year. So, Yes, the bright spot is I, I think Poles is the dude. I'm excited about that. And I think the defense as a whole has really been stepping up. And I obviously think the play calling on defense has also been, you know, pretty good since uh Fluce has been there. The only thing is like there's still a lot of, I'd say, uh penalties, which is 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 bothersome, you know, especially when you know the S and hits is for smart. And I think we had like eight plus. Like at one point, I remember the graphic was we had four penalties for 45 yards and the Vikings were yet to have one. So, but yeah, let's see this uh, speech here by. Fletcher. Yeah, I wanted to bring up. Well, it's not even his speech. Apparently, so Adam Johns, he went ahead and tweeted out, um, you know, interesting, important visual from the Bears locker room. Um, I guess I can just bring it up. He said, um from ESPN's broadcast, Matt Eberflus addressed the team with Ryan Poles at his side and with team president Kevin Warren right there in front. Warren was nodding his head as Eberflus spoke. So I was going to go ahead and see if we can. So again, I just thought that's interesting as far as, you know, we're talking about him potentially being – you know, fired at the end of the season, but you have both the the GM right there, Ryan Poles, and then Kevin Warren, who I guess they both made the trip to Minnesota. Well, Kevin, well, Kevin remember Kevin? Yeah, he he yeah he definitely he's probably is showing it off a little bit. He's like, hey, I mean, yeah, of course he's he's going to be there. He's traveled to other games too, but yeah, he's definitely going to be there. That's his past employer, and that building is yeah. what he built. So yeah, no surprise. Hell of a, but I still think it's it's a it's a good it's a. It's an interesting gesture. I mean, to be he doesn't have they don't have to be down there. No, you know, well, you know, I, Poles I is going to be down there. Poles, Poles has been yeah. there before, but seeing Kevin for sure, that's the big piece. And we talked about this previously. What does Kevin Warren think? I don't like. I don't think Kevin Warren's going to be involved in the decision of like, do we keep Fields or not? Like, that's not his job. But I mm-hmm. really believe he's going to be, you know, have some input on the coaching situation and then finding a new one if that's the case. I know it's just one win against bad, another bad team. Like all our wins are against like bad teams. So like, I try not to get like, like, again, you want to enjoy this, but I don't want to be like, Oh wow. Maybe this is a reason to keep loose. It's like, we need a good win and we haven't had one yet. Now, like I said, if there's a situation where Fluce is back and fields is back, but Getsy is gone. I'm okay with that. That's the only way I'd be happy if Flus is still here is if he continues to call the defensive plays. He can be the head coach, but we got to get someone in here who's a little bit more creative than Luke Getzey. So, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it'll be interesting. There, 
we had a comment here on YouTube that said JJ's face uh, in regards to that clip we just showed of Matt Eberflus in the locker room where he's he just Jalen John just nodded poos, just sitting there with I think his arms are down or maybe crossed, but um we'll see. I've heard mixed results about the the Bears locker room and how they feel. I think getting a win is important, but Again, it was a weird, sloppy win unless you're on the defense. If you're on the defense right now on the Bears locker room, you're probably feeling fucking great because that's that's two weeks in a row where you should have should have won because of your defense, not even your offense. Yeah, like you yeah. Just- but the offense showed up last week, and it was the defense that f- messed up at the very end. But it was kind of a both bags kind yeah, of yeah. But you yeah, you get point, but you got to score more. Point. I, I want I wonder what the number is. I know I think it's single digits. I don't think they've scored more than ten points off those turnovers they've received. No, it's a, I think it's single. Last... I think it's single. Yeah, I think it's like six points because they got. Wait, no, no, no. I think out of nine turnovers, nine turnovers, they have seventeen points. Good lord! Oh my god! That's like that is incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I brought up uh, the little the graph here um, for NFL Tankathon. Uh, we got to bring it up every podcast, every post game, uh, just because it's, it's what we do, man. It's, we got something to look forward to, of course. Uh, not just because the Bears pick, but of course, Carolina. They're 1 and 10. They hold the number one pick. Arizona's at 2 and 10, followed by New England at that's 2 and 9. And then you have the Bears, still number four. A lot of teams, though, at four and eight, four and seven. Uh, strength of seg- uh, strength of s- uh, schedule will play a big factor, um, and of course, head to head stuff as far as wins go. So it's going to get muddy, man, because the Bears could easily be they could drop to look how many four and seven teams there are. There's all yeah, the way to the tenth spot, which is Tennessee Titans, who are four and seven as well. So the Bears, who are at four and eight, now they have the and we five. have the we have the third easiest schedule ending as well. So. We can yeah. easily drop down. I swear to God, up. I move up. Yeah, move I don't want to talk. Down. I won't talk about our pick because, again, I don't. I don't want to get there. Um, I feel like it's a kind of doom and gloom when when you have people talk about you know the Bears and do we want them to tank? Do we want them to win? I think it's important to string some wins together. This was fun. Team needs Take to learn how to what win. It is. I'm yep. not worried about this. That. Is a Please, weird one. I mean, yeah, all I care about is that number one pick. That's really what I care about. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. But I mean, you look at Minnesota though. I mean, that was a huge. Today was a huge loss. You know, as far as getting yeah, out, you're in the hunt. They're in the hunt. Chance, they're six and yeah. six now. Yeah, six and six, five hundred. Yeah, but you win this one that you get. You're looking a lot better because they're going yeah, into be their own buy where they get Justin Jefferson back. Yeah. Um, after the buy, you know, uh, reportedly, which I'm, sh- I was kind of shocked he didn't get back in action today. But I understand why they want to kind of hold him out. I. If you're the if you're the Vikings, you think you could win this game without him, and they were they were pretty damn close. If Josh Dobbs would have had just a little bit better of a game, um, I think it, it would have been in the bag for them. So, but at the end of the day, the Bears are still sitting pretty at you know number one spot. Um, if you had to grade this game, Vicky, um, just overall defense, special teams, offense, uh, we'll kind of close with this. If you guys want to go ahead and give your grades, we'll throw some up on the screen. Um, what is your grade for this this performance from the Bears? Include everything, or or, did, or we can just go down and we can do coaching staff. Um, we can well, go I, special teams. Yeah, and I'll, like that. yeah I'll, I'll do the whole thing. So special teams. Um, you had one missed field goal. Other than that, you did everything right. So I'd give you a, a B plus just because of missed oh, field goal. But I was but I was did, leaning A minus. So. Yeah, same thing. Whatever. You're 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 in the. You did well. Yeah. You did good. Really, special teams is like good or it's like pass or fail in essence. That's how I view special teams, right? Because if you fail, you've done things that are like really bad, and if and if you pass, you've done what you needed to. So, B plus, that's fine. Defense, I'm going to. I mean, you held a team to ten points in today's modern NFL, so you obviously get an A. You had four turnovers as well. A plus, like, sure, you gave up a drive at the very end, but this is the NFL. Like, that's. That's gonna happen, right? You held them to four, three points for four quarters, so you're getting the four turnovers, four turnovers, two hundred and forty-two yards, fifteen first downs. So that's that's pretty good. You said A plus. Yeah, I give okay. them A plus. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going A. Yeah, and then uh, I would give say. Me that <laughs> yeah, and then I would go on offense. You get like a a D plus. Bro, okay. you scored 12 field goals. I mean, four field goals. Like, you're not – sorry, it was it was not good. So, but, yeah. Oh, by the way, I uh, 
You said B well, plus first off, offense? No, D plus. D. Oh, okay. Like as a dog I- shit. <laughs> she has a dog shit. Yeah, no, it's not, not, not good. No, not B plus. I was a little shocked not. for a moment. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. And then, and then overall, I give the team like a C just because of that. Like it's like okay. defense did really well, offense did really bad. You averaged out. That's yeah. I think D plus win, is very so. accurate. Dog shit. That, that kind of. Yeah. That's a good way to wrap this one up. C. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. Go, go ahead. No. You, you, C minus. I'll go C minus overall for the. I'll go C for the team. I think I, I agree with almost everything you just said there. So, um, we do have a super chat uh, oh, from our cool. guy Tito. Yep, I uh, says I say bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, and Bowers. Just load up on the offense and give Fields all the weapons. Man, I'm. I'm not even. That'd be crazy. I can't even yeah. hate that man. Isn't that yeah. a tight end? Yeah, from Georgia. He's like crazy. Him and Komet. Thank, uh, thank you for the uh, super chat, though, Tito. We appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. $5. Oh, man. this is funny. Tito, you're always. Oh, what yeah, is it? We appreciate you, Tito. Uh, Ethan said, uh, screen with the capital C. That's what he grades it. So that's kind of funny. I like that. Yeah, overall. Uh, offensive coaching a D from Michael Quinn. Uh, okay. Steven said, special teams B. H Rob gave the offense a C minus. Steven gave the A plus for the defense. H Rob defense A plus. Michael Quinn offense D plus. Uh, Steven offense D. Andrew Trevino D plus. Uh, Brad okay. Russell more like an F, but graded on a curve, so they pass. And then Michael <laughs> Quinn C. They won on the road. Yes, I mean wins are hard to come by. So, um, and then Jerry yeah. said offense. F. Oh, and by the way, um, for anyone that's new in the chat, I know we forgot to do this, but like new to the show, watching us for the first time, thank you. We really appreciate that. Go ahead and give us a hashtag new face gang in the chat, and we'll make sure to give you a shout out here. And also, if you've been here for a minute, right, and you've been subscribed to the channel, also thank you. You've been watching us for a minute. Go ahead and drop uh, a hashtag OG in the chat, and we'll give you a shout out as well. Really yeah. appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, again, and shout out to you. I know we kind of went through that super chat really fast, but um, seriously, you're always always supporting the pod. Uh, that's a good way to kind of segue before we get out of here. Um, if you're here, you've enjoyed this episode, the Bears win, um, just go ahead and hit the like button. It really is a great way to support the podcast uh, on YouTube. Our Apple Spotify listeners, you guys are still over there. OG's over there. We appreciate it. Um, go ahead and rate the pod if you haven't already. Um, and we, we just appreciate the support. So, again, if you're new, subscribe. We'd love to have you. I think we're on our road to, to, to 3,000 subs. Um, it's going pretty fast. So, we appreciate the support. Uh, the Bears win. I mean, I'm happy. It is late, but I'm, I'm excited. It is. Um, it is. This is going to be a long buy, though. I feel like there's a lot a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. I think my heart, I think my heart needs it, bro. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, I can't <laughs> – I need – I this bye week might be more for me than the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I need get, to get, yeah. to, to get <laughs> me ready. The fans are – Yeah, like, I, I need it. Oh, we do have some new faces in here, so let me read these real quick. Addison Peters okay. says, new face gang. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Addison. Appreciate that. We got Rajan, new face gang. Appreciate that, Rajan. Um, and then we got some OGs in here as well. Obviously, our boy Tito. Appreciate you, Tito. Mm-hmm. Billiam, we definitely see here all the time. Appreciate you, OG. Build the Santos, Santos statue. I agree. Like, he missed a kick, but, like, kickers miss kicks. Cairo's been God tier since he's been on this team. So, um, I, I said yeah. it, though. As soon as he missed that kick, I said, this is going to be a weird-ass game. And I was kind of right. So, I blame – I fucking blame – you know what? I blame you <laughs> not only for that, but also for your prediction – earlier on because i almost predicted what 12 9 no, oh no you, yeah, yeah. you went no you predicted like a hard 34 loss. 31 yeah. yeah yeah you said it in much honestly that way would have been much worse because there's a lot of points but like i was literally thinking the whole time in that final drive i'm like fuck dave bro like but if they would have lost this. But if they would have lost against the vikings in this in this fashion i still think it would have been it wouldn't have been it would have been better it would have been better because that means fields look good you scored a lot of points so yeah yeah. Um, and then we got Jerry and uh, Andres in here with new face gang. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of new faces. So I appreciate it. I mean, like I said, bears win. It's always fun. You know, no matter what, we got to take them what we can. I, I don't know why I'm, <laughs> yeah, we got four of them this have, year. It's not like yeah. what three last year. That's seven, bro. Like, yeah, we can't, we can't Yeah, That's why it's so hard. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I'm being negative over here. And I need to be like enjoying this because they barely happen. So. Yeah, barely fucking happen. 
But when they do, you can catch us here talking about it. That's for sure. And when they lose, which they also do a lot, you can also catch us here talking about that as well. So we'll be here for every game, every pregame, every postgame moving on. And then when we get to the offseason, the draft, all that, we will be here, your one-stop shop for all. That's going to – we are going to have some fun content. As far as the draft comes, I know we don't want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. But, man, we're going to have some good prospects on – a lot of good analysts. It's the draft season is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and who knows? Fields may stick around. I think that would make it even more uh, just as far as because you're going to probably load up on the offensive side of the ball since you went defense the last couple of years. So if you if you stick with the quarterback and Justin Fields is, you know, he deserves that he earns the right or, you know, they trust him and want to keep him around for another year or two. The offense is I think it's going to get it's going to be interesting as far as what they do in the draft. So. All right, Dave, listen um, on this one, though. Actually, here we go. This 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 might be a hot take. Might be a hot take. <laughs> it might be a hot take. I think no matter what happens moving forward, I think Fields will be the quarterback starting next year. That's my that's my hot take. I think Poles believes in him probably more than Luke Getzey does. And okay. I think he's he thinks the fastest way to get to a contending championship team is to build pieces around him instead of having to take another risk, another lottery ticket, and have yeah, to restart the clock. That's my opinion. You don't – there is a lot of – it is fun, and you, there is a lot of flexibility getting in a rookie quarterback, but, again, it is a lottery ticket because I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. I'm not sold on Drake May, really anybody from that class, and you never know. I mean, look at last year. Bryce Young, number one overall. Then there's CJ Stroud, which I mean, he's balling out, but you just don't know. Even if you go, even if you get your guy that you think is number one, Bryce Young, you still could be looking back at that draft right now with CJ Stroud. Um, look at Mahomes, that draft class. Um, it's just, it sucks. You can, but at the same time, you look at Daniel Jones, and I'm not saying Justin Fields is Daniel Jones, you know, territory, but it's like, right. You, you give a guy money or you extend him, you don't know. Uh, I don't know. So Yeah, I don't – but also Poles is the type of guy where he's very strict on his money, so I don't think he'd give yep. dumb money. But, yes, I understand the other and side of the point. That's why it's a hot it, take. I just feel like Fields is going – it makes more sense. The easiest path for us build to through the trenches. Yes. Like you said, Vicky, build through the trenches. Get some staples, some, you know, blue-chip talent which no better way to do it with trading again for the second year in a row. Look at what the haul they got and the draft class they have this year. You throw in another one, you get another player like DJ Moore, maybe not on off. Maybe you don't get an offensive receiver. You don't get a receiver probably, but say you get a, a def- defensive tackle or a defensive end or, or whatever it might be, or you just load up on capital and you bring in a bunch of young talent, man, then you got the depth kind of you know squared away. You got Justin Fields in his fourth year, where he's still going to be. I think it's five million on the cap for him next year if you keep him. And then you have to decide on his you know his fifth year option. So um, it's interesting. But I think one guy talk about extensions, Cario Santos. He is a free agent next year, restricted free agent. But they need to get a deal done. Oh I, no, they'll sign. Maybe him ki- no. kickers oh, are. No. I, kickers aren't. I guess. I mean, it's not as like what. I don't think he's going to have a market. He'll have a market, but I think the Bears will not lock him down. I don't think he wants to go to it. No, I think he'll be I think he'll be locked in. I don't think I'm not worried about. It. If we were if if we were strapped with money, that's different, right? Cuz you're going to go, "Okay, yeah, we'll yeah. go pick up someone on the side. We'll pay him." I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm really not. Well, hey. Big play. Justin Fields game-winning drive. We finally got one. I think got it one. was uh we got one, man. It was and then of course it went to DJ Moore. It makes it that makes that trade that much better. Um, the fact that he went over 100 yards once again this year, uh, a lot of positives. We get to enjoy the bye week. So, again, if you've tuned in today um, with the Bears winning, we appreciate hopping in, talking Bears late on a Monday or early on a Tuesday whenever you're listening to this. Um, but enjoy the bye week. The Bears can't hurt you next week. Um, sure can. you got to win. So let's just celebrate it. Um, again, the support has been amazing. Um, and we'll be back. Well, man, uh, I guess we'll have – We'll try to get a guest on here. Probably have one more episode, you know, the rest of the rest of the week, and then maybe take a little bit of a break. Uh, either way, we'll have content out for you. Uh, Ficky, anything else, man? Before we go, 
Nah, I get a, it's, it's almost 1am for me over here on the East, on the East coast. So I'm going to sleep like a baby, bro. It's, it's just nice to wake up, even though the game was not exciting in that type of way, just because the lack of points scored, there's nothing than laying your head and being able to just sleep peacefully, (laughs) wake up the next day and not have to worry about your team, how bad they are. Yeah. Good over here. I know I, all all the sports fans know that. Feeling, so. Absolutely, it's better. At the end of the day, this could be again. Fields, the Bears, they won. It's it's better to win ugly than just lose ugly. You know, we saw it last week. So, winning kind of helps. You know, preserve, um, keep everyone afloat. And like I said, it, it's fun. Uh, the sport's been unreal. Um, you can check out Ficky. Follow him on all socials. It's Ficky Baby. Uh, again, this show is presented by Sports Mockery. Everything sports related, you can get over there and you can follow the pod on Twitter, BFR underscore pod, our TikTok as well, which um, is going well. I think he's kind of been taking care of that. What is that? Is that BFR underscore pod as well? Yeah, BFR underscore pod. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you just type in Anyways, the BFR pod, you'll be able to find us for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we again, we appreciate it. We'll be back later this week with another episode. We'll have a, uh, we'll try to get a fun guest on, uh, talk about the Bears and what the bye week means uh, but again bears win you guys enjoy this one hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon peace